Hey guys, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In honor of the next Truth About Dyslexia Confident Dyslexic course, that's quite a mouthful, um, I wanted to do a, an episode about being diagnosed. It's one of the biggest questions we get. People have been diagnosed in the last couple of months or in the last year, uh, especially as adults. Uh, they want to know what do you do next. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, let's dive into this this key topic. Many people find this podcast because they're an adult with dyslexia who's either been officially diagnosed or has worked out how to do online quizzes and gone, hmm, <laughs> you know, so many of us when we first consider it, or it's usually someone's made a quip, right? You know, it's either happened at school or someone said, man, you're spelling, you're getting things backwards. You could probably be dyslexic. And that's it, right? That's that's the comment. Uh, someone's made some sort of mention. And then all the stuff that you've considered all through your life, as an adult especially, you kind of go, hmm, yeah, that kind of could add up. Maybe I should explore more. And you go down this rabbit hole of exploration until you go, wow, that really sounds like me. And you go through that and you're like, oh, wow, I'm, I think I am dyslexic. You then go on and go, okay, how do I... How can I learn? How can I grow from this? And some people go down the track of how can I, how can I get an official diagnosis? And that's a whole nother episode. It's a process. Every country is different. It's, it is a, it is another episode. So we're not going to touch too much on that today. Um, all I'll say on that is, you know, if you're pretty sure you're dyslexic and you've, you've, you've taken the quizzes that are out there that are all about reading and writing and that'll give you some impact if you've taken our quiz on truthaboutdyslexia.com that'll show you some of the other challenges of dyslexia um, if you've done those ones and you're coming out pretty high you know nine times out of ten you're likely going to be classified as dyslexic so you know the thing the thing to be very conscious of with a lot of these type of tests for dyslexia and ADHD they are very uh, much questioned uh, people watching, people looking at hereditary history, all of that is how they do it. I just said I was not going to go into this, and I just went on this lovely tangent, so I'm going to pull back. I will do that episode, though, soon for you, potentially next week. But what we want to really dive into today is, what do you start doing when you actually make that decision inside yourself, or you get a bit of paper that says you have dyslexia? Now, usually the first thing you do if you drink, is go and get a stiff drink and have a think about it. Remember, I am talking to adults here. If you are below the age of 16, please do not follow this, uh, or 18, depending which country you're in, do not follow this rule. Um, but what I what I would suggest is you, you, you take that moment of having a deep breath going, wow. You know, I, you know, I remember my ADHD diagnosis because that was later for me. I was 31. And... I just remember sitting in my office, which was like this, imagine this white carpeted room that is just really, you know, I didn't have much furniture, there were pillows, like my office was really uh, kind of a bit hippie, but, you know, beautiful greenery outside, beautiful sun streaming in, I remember, and I was sitting there going, wow, you know, I'm, I have ADHD. And like it literally like it was like it felt like my brain was rewiring itself to 
accept that. And I, I believe the time when I realized it, I hadn't actually been officially diagnosed yet. That came a week later. I'd gone through a video that helped me realize. Um, it's a great one. We have it on our blog about dyslexia and ADHD on the truth about dyslexia.com. And it's definitely worth a watch. It's about 20 minutes long. 27 minutes long actually and if you can't get through it that usually means you've got ADHD so just be aware um, but it, it talks about all the things there and I just remember sitting in this room you know in some sort of shock going why did no one tell me this how did I get missed and you start to go through all this stuff how would my life have been different you know people say don't live in regret but you know that's that's a bit of BS right you know, I don't think you should dwell on regret. I don't think you should sit around regret and go, I w if only I'd done this, my life would have been different because no one knows, right? But it doesn't mean that when a new piece of information comes in, you're going to ask yourself the question, hmm, how did I get missed? And you look back over your life and ask yourself what would have been different. Those are completely natural and I actually think they're healthy ways for our brain to process stuff because... You know, it gives us a new perspective on a lot of stuff. But once you go through that process, you have to go, how do I now deal with it? And, you know, this honestly, I, I'm going through this quite quickly, but, you know, this can this can take weeks. <laughs> I know people who have, you know, spent months and months and months, you know, weighing up. Should I get officially diagnosed before I say anything? Have I got diagnosis regret? You know, or am I making this up? Am I reading what I want to read into my diagnosis? And to be honest, the grand scheme of it is if you believe it and you see it and if you take five online quizzes and you come out as 80% on all of them and the pass rate, for example, is 50, let's just say you're most likely going to be dyslexic. No one is hoping to be dyslexic. Let's be honest. It's not something people grow up at school with and going, I wish I was dyslexic. You know, let's just be honest. I'm not here to, to make it a fluffy thing. Like people in this day and age haven't been aware of what it actually is about but it's you know it's not like that so you're not making it up so coming to terms with the fact that you're dyslexic is the first step once you've come to terms with it be it as I say through diagnosis or through your own discovery it's then about what do you do so the most boring thing in the world <laughs> is about becoming aware of what it really means because the minute you find out you're dyslexic, you probably come into it with an understanding that your spelling isn't great, your grammar isn't great, and you make a few mistakes here or there. You're probably one of those people that can pick up other people's grammar mistakes sometimes, but not your own. And, uh, you know, you can, I, know, I know I sometimes fall into that habit um, where people that you might have realized that you struggle to retain read and written information that's not visual you'll be like oh yeah I read a book and only I only remember two or three real visual stories out of it but I forget like 95% of the book you know you might realize some of those things um, that are dyslexic traits but there's so many more and you know throughout this podcast especially my early ones I dig really deep into that but it's you know there's there's a lot of awareness to, to happen you know because it starts to pull things together. And what I'll say is every time you learn something new that makes you more aware, you'll go back through your life and you'll apply, you'll look at it and go, hmm, I recognize that in five or six different places. And that's, you know, that's, that's game changing because you start to actually go, wow, I understand myself. 
I understand why I did that. You know, it's one of the foundational elements of self-confidence. You know, the Confident Dyslexic, which is our core course on the truthaboutdyslexia.com, goes through a lot of this in a deeper fashion. But it is about it is about trying to build that true awareness of how your brain operates and works and realizing that, hey, there is nothing wrong with this thing in your head. And if anything, getting a diagnosis, putting a label on it actually does usually take a bit of pressure off. And that's not to say you, you it's an excuse, but it is an explanation of why certain things have happened in certain ways. And to be honest, when you can explain something, you can start to control it. And if you're like me, I like to control things <laughs> wherever possible. <laughs> so, uh, you know, be it overthinking or whatever that is. When you understand it, you can go, hmm, how can I re-engineer this? So, so awareness is the next key. Following that, it's about understanding the difference. And this is a bit about awareness, but the differences of how you operate and how you can use them to your advantage give you a great example and we, we do do a lot of this in the confident dyslexic at a greater pace it's a six-week course um, on, on a mobile phone only reason I talk about it so much is that it's bloody good and the team of um, the team have put so much into making it great that I just want more people to do it because it is so so friggin helpful to people have a look at the video testimonials on our site if you're at all interested um, but it's, you know, it is about trying to go, how can I use my advantage? So give you an idea for me. One of the things I realized when I truly understood what dyslexia was, like I, I got diagnosed at 10, but it took me until 29 to actually realize what it meant, you know? So I thought it was just reading, writing, spelling. When I realized how it affects order, prioritization, my visual thinking style, all this stuff, I was able to think back to things that that happened. So I always remember having a job at the age of 24 in an insurance company. Now I was a marketing assistant. It was a part it was a contract role for 6 months. And I um I remember going through it. And it was an 8-hour a day job like many um and I I worked out how to do an 8-hour jo day job in 2 hours. And this was you know, to me, I was so proud of myself. This was back when the internet wasn't quite as cool. So I had a lot of time to spend on the internet playing around. And I still look like a legend to my to my teammates because I, I still gave 110%. I just worked out how to give 110% in two hours out of an eight-hour day. And when I realized that dyslexia allowed me to go to think backwards, to think, hey, there's the result I want to get. I'm really good at thinking backwards rather than forwards. I was able to reverse engineer my time and I I went wow that that was that came partially at least from my dyslexic abilities. How can I apply that to my work? You know, how can I reverse engineer other things that I want rather than forward engineer? Because when I sit there and I look at a, a goal and I go I can't work out how to get there, it can be sometimes a lot easier to go from the end backwards. Does that make sense? And so that was just one small thing that I've learned about my dyslexia and I've applied it to my work life and I've seen things improve. And that's because I became aware and I looked at my life with it and then I was able to apply something into how I operate. So that's how I would recommend looking at it and learning about your dyslexia is, you know, accept, become aware, and then I need another A word, guys. Who's 
you know, <laughs> action. Is that it? Action. There you go. Um, awareness. I'm sure we actually had these a while back. <laughs> so, so you know, this is this is so key. Like just, and I, I wish more people that were getting diagnosed were given some of these tools earlier as adults. Um, you know, and I'll tell you the, the hardest part. You know, you can come and do a course with us. We'll speed it up, make your life a lot better quickly. And that's that's great. But I, I wish more dyslexic um, adults found out about some of this information earlier because it's, you know, the hardest thing is coming to terms with it. Even though I'd been diagnosed so young, when I found out what dyslexia really was, it was like a kick in the gut. It was like, why do people just tell me this was about this when there is so much more to the way my brain operates being neurodiverse. Why did people not tell me if I have dyslexia, there's a higher chance that I have a higher level of ADHD and autism, you know, so I can check that out and see where I apply it. You know, if someone had told me it's like a cocktail, you're going to be X parts dyslexic, X parts ADHD, X parts autism, autistic, I would have loved that because it would have given me a bit of a picture and I could have at least gone on that discovery path earlier so yeah that's what i want to share guys you know if you, if you are being diagnosed if you think someone else could have dyslexia um and they're not really open to it flick them this podcast because because it's you know i bet there's a lot of people who wonder it there's a lot of people who can't even fathom learning about it at this age <laughs> but there's also a bunch that if they did learn about it it could change their life so hopefully you've enjoyed that episode i'll be back in a couple of days on the truth about dyslexia just before you head off i just wanted to share that we're about to launch our next confident dyslexic course this is our premier program to help dyslexic adults who have just been diagnosed or just realize that dyslexia is a lot more than reading writing and spelling go beyond that and understand how it affects and impacts all assets of your life and how to start to deal with it in a more healthy way to start to use dyslexia as a gift and a benefit rather than just a crutch or a pain which i know for so many people it is it's a six-week course all run on apps it is really easy to operate and run and it won't take up all the time in your life if you're interested, if you're, yeah, I know that's important to me. If you're interested in learning more, head to thetruthaboutdyslexia.com. I'll pop a link in the show notes, touch wood. If not, just give us a Google. We should come up the top um, and we'd love to have you on the program. Have an epic rest of your day.